Developed for artists and creatives, Life Unlocked is an ongoing self-documentary covering topics that help you deepen your creative process. I surface the themes that have made a difference in my own artistic journey to create what I call a thought starter, something that you can consider in your own process, in your own path. I don't believe anyone can tell you how to make your art, but when you begin to ask yourself the right questions, that's when you see your work begin to shift. I decided to go with this ongoing series because it's very symbolic of the creative journey. I felt like this was a style that all of us as artists and creatives could relate to, and to be honest, it really challenges me to capture the rawness and the realness, to really step outside of being overly polished, which I think all of us are <laughs> frankly a little tired of. I like telling stories in different media, so you'll find Life Unlocked on YouTube, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, on medium.com, and I've been known to share a thing or two on Instagram. I'm looking forward to getting to know you personally, so I'm hoping you'll come say hello on hillarybassettross.com, where I have all kinds of resources to help you out. If you do enjoy this, you can help me out by sharing it with your friends. Enjoy. One of the best tools or mindsets or approaches to leverage and to think about um, when you're working on creative work is to learn how to sidestep your ego. <laughs> I know, it's toughy. But here's why. It is common to to be doing creative work that's coming from your true inspiration gets very personal, doesn't it? It gets very, it, it's very much, it's very much like you are showing your insides to the whole world. And that's a scary prospect. And your ego is very delicate. It's very, very delicate because what you're doing is you're showing um, your true self to the people around you. And that, that's such a personal, personal thing. And it's very, very scary. The reality is that if you can instead take a different perspective on what it means to bring forth a, a creative inspiration and, and bring forth a vision, you can actually tap into, it's like a secret formula for doing your best work. And the way to do that is this method that I've used, which is called sidestepping your ego. Your ego is the one that is fearful, that is scared that people won't um, like your work or they're going to think it's, it's, I don't know, it's ghetto or it's bad or it's not good enough or it doesn't stack up, doesn't measure up. Here's, here's a little bit of a hack, guys. Whatever it is you feel people are going to think when they respond to your work is what you are fearful of inside because your work is you. Your work is you. And you start to project your internal fears out into it. If you create something, you know, so here's an example. I like to wear really bright colors. 
I just do. Like, I just, I don't know, more comfortable and really bright colors. And, you know, mostly namely in, in more sunshiny places. But it's funny, I'm here in Berlin and people wear navy, dark gray, and black. And so here's Hillary, <laughs> you know, walking down the street in an orange blouse and, you know, what have you. And I can see people really turn their head. Um, and not always in a good way. They're kind of like, whoa, that girl's got color, you know. It's one of those things. Now, are they making me wrong for expressing myself? No. That's just their perspective. They're comfortable with black, navy, and dark gray. I am comfortable with orange and red and yellow and turquoise and blue. That's what I'm comfortable with. That's me being me. Now, think about this vision that you are wanting to create. In your head, everyone's going to look at it and say, you know what? I don't think she knows what she's doing. You know what? When she gives up there and she gives a talk, she might say, um... A few too many times. It's really funny because you start to recognize that the way we operate and the way we function in our world is that we take what we like, we take what serves us, we take what works for us, and we ignore the rest. And if we start to have an aversion to what we're seeing out there, that aversion is a reflection of how we're feeling inside. So if somebody decides to crap all over what you're doing, it's not actually about you. Just because you happen to be standing in the, you have to be the one that in a way is shine. What, what you're doing, what your work does is shining a mirror on their own personal uh, the way they see themselves doesn't make you wrong. But when we have these, this, this fear of bringing our creative vision forth, we fabricate all these ideas in our minds about how like all these people are just going to rip my stuff to shreds. And it's, it, it, they're, whatever they say, they're definitely right. They're so credible. I remember, um, you know, people talking about, um, you know, Brene Brown's videos on vulnerability. And she had mentioned in one of her things about the types of comments that she was getting, the YouTube comments. So I decided I'd take a look. And yeah, they're pretty harsh. But you know what? I didn't flinch, and here's why. No true peer, no true committed professional, strong individual would see someone's work and rip it to shreds. No one who has elevated themselves would do that. They may have some feedback, but they're delivering it in a respectful way because that is what respectful people do. So when you see all these negative criticisms, 
you have to recognize that what the process of you being who you are, whether you like it or not, is a mirror back to the people around you about who they are. We, we send signals about what it means to be alive by the way we live our lives. And some people agree with you and some people disagree with you. And when it comes to your doing your work and your inspiration, again, some people agree with you and some people disagree with you. But if they disagree with you, that doesn't make them wrong. It just means they come from a different perspective. And it's our ego that chooses to let this have us for breakfast. And again, it's yet another moment of doing incorrect math where we say, I see that someone else got negative feedback. I'm done. There's no way I can bring forth this idea because everyone's going to rip me to shreds and have me for breakfast and I can't do that. They're going to know that I'm not worthy and that I'm a fraud. Okay. So we know the fears. We know, we know how the ego plays into us starting to step into our true selves and our vision. So let's talk about how we sidestep that. When we do our most creative work and you talk to other people, you know, other creatives and writers and musicians and artists, it's a very common thread that people say, when I'm really inspired, it, it just happens that you reach flow state. And flow state, it almost feels like something else takes over. That's really, that's why it's so blissful because you're not working at all. It's just happening. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I cannot believe how fluid that felt and how weightless that felt. So the way that I like to think about this is to instead of being worried about, you know, working from the perspective of my ego, work from the, the platform of inspiration. The platform from inspiration circumvents ego. Ego is part of a self, but when I'm working from inspiration, it's coming from something else. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm tapping into this flow state. And when I tap into flow state, it just happens. So what we do, and people say, well, how do you do that? What we have to focus on here, and this is a mindset, is instead of you thinking about, I'm a person, I have to solve this problem, I, my ego, has to, I have to like ruminate and, and calculate and just freak out and like worry about all these different ways to come about the answer. Instead, step out of that mindset and step into a place where it's a place of openness where you consider yourself a facilitator of the problem solution. You are here to lend a set of hands, quite literally, <laughs> to the problem that you're trying to solve. You are circumventing your ego because you're recognizing that here's what I'm trying to do. It's not my brain or my ego that solves the problem in the first place. It's inspiration. And inspiration comes from something way bigger 
than my ego. As you start to do this, and yeah, you know, it takes a little bit of practice, but for me, yeah, I, I do a little bit of meditation before. I do a little bit of relaxing because, again, I've found that the more I relax, the easier the answers come. Again, very counterintuitive. I consider myself a facilitator of the problem at hand. And is that, is that how to, I'm working on a, <laughs> I'm working on a TED talk right now and I'm, I need to land it. Instead of me worrying and ruminating, instead I'm trying to open myself up to the inspiration that will just hit like a ton of bricks and I'll know exactly how to land it. When I'm designing a graphic and I can't quite find a solution, instead of letting myself get tense and be frustrated because I can't quite find the right image or the way I'm trying to execute it just isn't really working, instead of letting myself go into tension, instead pull back, let myself relax and open myself up to the inspiration that will help me find exactly what I need in that moment. When you start to adopt this idea, <sighs> prepare yourself because this gets really powerful. It gets extremely addicting and it will change the way you work. But most profoundly, what it, as you start to see results from this process, you begin to recognize your ego is actually not even part of the equation in the first place. It's, it should never have been there. It's not involved. To act from a place of true inspiration is actually a dialogue in connecting to a flow state, connecting to our true self, not the ego, not fear, not worry, not concern, not ruminating on how is this going to come together and how is this going to work. It's something much more beautiful than that. It's something much bigger than your ego. And then once you have this answer and you have these ideas and you, you add a little, smear a little bit of diligence on top of it and add a little pinch of, of proactivity and a little bit of being mindful about its execution, that's when you can really start to bring things together. But again, the second you 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 cave into this idea of worry and fear and how people will think of you when you bring this forth, you are shutting down your most powerful, powerful asset. You are dishonoring the vision. And the vision came to you because you need to create it. And you have everything within you to make that a reality. I hope that this collection of audios helps you get closer and closer to your creative potential. If you'd like to get to the best work you've ever done, make sure you take a look at my training on cultivating your creative voice. It's a self-paced guided program that helps you pull out your unique style and unleash your potential onto your work, regardless of whether you're a writer, a designer, a filmmaker, an illustrator, a photographer, a fashion designer, and any other type of artist there is. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you personally. So go ahead and come say hello and take a look on hillarybassettross.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.